Good morning, everyone. This is Linda J. Wolf, your narrator and author for the Sense of Self podcast, pers- personal development series. Today, I wanted to talk about what happens when you're dating someone. You've been dating someone for two months, okay? And all of a sudden, they ask you for some space. They ask you for some time alone. See, when they hurt, you need to meet them in that space. You need to respect them for wanting that alone time. Time to sort things out. Lean in and give them love and understanding. It's everything in helping them process and heal. Now, I'm gonna give you a list of some things that we need to offer someone to make them feel loved when they're being challenged in their life. And so many times as girlfriends, as wives, as partners, we want to take it internally. We want to take it as a strike against us. But you know, we're wrong in that thinking. If we are coming from the power within us, we need to come from a place that is understanding and that offers ultimate love. Even though they might be moody, irritable, irrational, they might seem confusing, they might lash out at you, which is called deflection, do not react. Because what we got to realize is that inside they are hurting. They are suffering from some pain. So let's talk about the things we need to do to make that person feel loved when they're being challenged. And they could be being challenged with work. They could be being challenged with finances. They can be challenged with their with health issues. And are we just going to run away when they find when they change the characteristics of whom they've been in the past? Let's say you have a person who has been warm and friendly, loving, considerate, kind, but yet all of a sudden this person's demeanor changes. This is not a time to react, okay? This is a time to show love. I have been in a relationship with a man for two, two months, Philip, and I believe I've talked about him, and everything has been going beautifully. But in the last few weeks, I have started seeing some changes in him. 
wasn't sure what it was. The changes, I, I, I started noting sarcasm. And, and in all of this that I'm talking about Philip, none of it was directed towards me. Now, sometimes with our loved ones, they do lash out at us. They, they do use words that are not necessary. But you got to remember, they're lashing out because something is wrong. And they're wanting something from you. Sometimes they're testing you. Okay, I know in new stages of dating and new stages of being a couple, and I mean that is being boyfriend and girlfriend, there is going to be some testing going on. Okay, they're going to test if you are open enough and vulnerable enough. They are going to test you in how you show and express love. They're going to test you in your reaction and your action. Reaction is how quickly we express how we feel about a difficult moment. Do you react out of anger? Do you react out of fear? I am learning this one too, you guys. This is this is really hard that when this person just wants to alienate you and they say, I need some space, I need to be alone, they quit calling you, they quit texting you, your first reaction is what? Pain. Either pain and fear that this person doesn't want to be with you anymore, or pain in anger is how you react because you think that they're being inconsiderate and rude. But this is not it at all. They, inside their mental part of themselves, inside that power within them, they're having some weak moments, okay? They're being challenged. They are confused as to where they are at. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm going somewhere with this, okay? I, so... I am, I am seeing my sweetheart. We are now a couple. We're boyfriend and girlfriend. But I'm seeing changes in Philip. And changes that are very noticeable. When someone's characteristic goes from this very happy, thoughtful person into this person that's deflecting frustration, irritation... He's complaining about not feeling well. You have got to pay attention to this. These are cries for help. These are cries for making them feel loved. Okay? Now, no matter how Philip has been reacting through these last two weeks, what he's deflecting through his body actions, through his words, I'm not going to put any type of fear 
or anger towards that. What I'm going to do, now I'm going to go through the steps of how to make Philip feel loved, okay? One thing when he asked me for some space and he needs some alone time to sort through this. See, he can't be there for me if he's hurting. And I should not ask him to be there for me. I should ask him to be there for himself. Now, I, the other thing I don't do is give advice. When someone's hurting, they do not want to be flooded with advice because what you're telling them is that they don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know how to notice that they're not well, that they're struggling. We cannot do that. That is not coming from a loving place. That is not making them feel loved. The number one, my number one thing is reassurance. What I did for Philip is a couple days ago, he was confused. He was saying, I'm not sure if I can commit to this relationship with the way I'm feeling, how my body's feeling. I am unsure of things. I'm scared. I'm confused. You know what? I didn't make it about the relationship. See, I didn't even put in the relationship and say, oh, so you're going to dump me? You're going to dump me because you're going through this struggle right now? I didn't say that. No, I come from my feminine energy and I leaned in. I said, sweetie, you take the time you need to sort this out. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. I mean... He went from calling me every day to not calling me every day. Now, I think with what's going on with him, and I'm going to tell you what's going on with him, because this is something that's a red flag in relationships, in dating, that we don't give understanding. Okay? What we need to do when they start waffling back and forth and they're confused and they say they don't know if they want this or they don't know if they want that, reassure them that you're there for them, okay? That they can reach out anytime they need, day or night. Reassure them that this is just temporary, that we're going to get through this together, don't walk away. Don't run away because of your own fears. Stay and be there for them. See, by reassuring them, you're giving them a safe space. A safe space to where they know that you are not going to judge them. You're not going to belittle them. You're not going to panic and start making them feel guilty because they want to make themselves feel well. You're not going to do that. You're going to give them a safe space. You're going to lean back into your own power that you have within you and just be their guiding light. 
Number three, I want to make sure that your words align with your actions. What do I mean by that? Don't pretend to love them when you don't, because if you don't love them, then you're not in a relationship for long term. Your words, when you say the words, honey, I am here for you, honey, I love you, whatever's going on, we are going to get to the bottom of this. That means you stand behind your words. You align with your words. You are like someone who has a broken leg. You're giving them the crutches to lean on, to support them, to get throughout the day. Number number four, respect them. Respect them because they want their alone time. Respect them for what they're feeling. Respect them for what they are going through. You and I have been in those places. We have been in those places where we are suffering. We are so vulnerable. We feel like an open wound that's just bleeding. Respect that. Lean into it and just love them. Put a little gap in there. Give them them that alone time and respect their alone time. They are the ones who know how to heal themselves. They know what they do. If they need to go off and be alone for four hours, allow them that. Don't nag them. Don't ping their phone and blow it up. Oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Every five minutes. Do you know what? Do you know what we do when we are constantly up in their grill and pinging their phone and calling them? We keep reminding them that we are not the persons that they need in their life. But you say, Linda, but I I just love them and I care about them. Care about them and respect them from a distance. Check in. Say, hi, honey, just seeing how you're feeling. That's all you need to say in those words. That's care. That's you loving them and caring about them. Hi, honey, how are you feeling? I love you and I'm here for you. Have a good morning. I I said that to Philip this morning. I understand where he is at right now, but what he does not need me to be is clingy or needy because of my own insecurities or fear that I might have. Leave the relationship out of it. Be the support system. Be there when they need you. Let them reach out. They're going to know when that's going to be. But don't nag them. By nagging them, especially if, if you're in a brand new relationship, you will push them away so fast. Number five, you being open and vulnerable. Now, what do I mean by that, being open and vulnerable? That's you leaning into the power within you. You're going to be genuine. You're going to be authentic in what you say and how you act towards them. See, that's keeping the fear and the anger out of the relationship. Just be there for them. And number six, communicate that to them. 
communicate that to them. And I don't mean communicate by pinging their phone every five minutes through 12 hours out of the day. That would be so annoying to me. See, let me give you an example. Last Sunday, my daughter and I, we are having our challenging moments. And I understand where she's at. She's 14 and a half years old. She's trying to find out who she is. And one thing that teenagers do is they test parents. And one thing I got to do is lean into it and hold fast to my boundary lines, even though it may upset her, even though it is not what she wants to hear. But that's me again, aligning my words with my actions. We can't be a teenager's best friend. We have to be the parent that keeps them safe. We have to be the parent that guides them. We have to be the parent that reassures them and loves them through all their trauma and their challenges they're going through. There we are again, going back to making them feel loved. As a parent, you make them feel loved. Yeah, they have a lot of wants, but it doesn't mean you need to meet those wants. Now, last thing that I give Philip, which I'm giving him right now, because he is going through a very challenging time with his body. He's very confused. And when a man is confused, keep the relationship out of it. Keep the relationship out of it. Be, number seven, be patient and be understanding. So what if he doesn't call you? So what if he's not doing that routine thing that he does to show you that he loves you? This is not about that right now. This is about you just reassuring him that you are there. You're going to be there in whatever capacity he needs you to be. See, when we start being selfish, that's when we bring the anger and fear. And it's because we, we want and need our own validation that that person still loves us. They're going to love you if you are a recipient of reassurance, communication, your words always aligning with your action. They are going to lean back on you so hard. When they're feeling insecure and they need validation, just like Philip did this morning. He reached out and he said, good morning, sunshine. I leaned into him and I said, good morning back, sweetheart. How are you feeling? See, that's just caring. That's just reassuring him that you're there. And then, then he just talked a little bit for about 10 minutes and then he says, I'll, I'll get in touch with you later. Perfect. You got it, baby. I'm here for you. And I left one remaining text with him. Have a good morning, baby. Take care of yourself. That's all you have to do. Don't bring your anger don't bring your fear. Do not make this about yourself. Do not make this about the relationship. So let me tell you, by listening. See, when I listen, if, if we can keep our anger and our fear out of the situation, 
And if we just listen, we can know that our person is struggling inside. They're struggling with something. And I realized I had a deja vu moment. I I looked back into my past and I remembered my late husband when he had diabetes. When he had diabetes, I, I remembered the signs, the symptoms. And one of the signs of diabetes or pre-diabetes that someone might be suffering and they might need help with a medical doctor is irrationality, confusion. See, Philip is not reacting towards me because he's angry with me or anything like that. And that's what was the beautiful thing is I, I used all, all these seven things that I talked about and just kept showing him what real love is. I just kept showing it to him. And every day, all he says to me, sweetie, I just need to know what is going on with me. I'm not feeling good. Something's off in my body. He was, the other thing I noticed, he was peeing a lot, doing a lot of peeing, going to the bathroom a lot. <clears throat> what else? I noticed he's craving, he's craving carbohydrates, stuff that has sugar in it. Diabe diabetes makes you crave that. And what we got to remember is that's when we need to cut back. We need to correct our diet and bring in the four food groups. Make sure we've got a little bit of carbohydrates because if our blood sugar level is high it's going to bring in all these tennessees or what i call detectors that there's something going on in the body i remember how tired my late husband was i remember it even seemed like he was suffering from mental condition of like it, it was almost like he was bipolar or he had depression some form of depression these are all the symptoms that i'm seeing from philip all of the symptoms so instead of giving him advice Instead of me saying those words and sounding like I'm telling him what he should do with his body, I did the opposite. I went and started researching the symptoms. I got scientific proof of what the symptoms of diabetes is or the onset of diabetes, okay? And what I did is I took a screenshot of those symptoms and I said, sweetie, I want to share something with you. You might find it interesting. See, I didn't say this is what you're suffering from, see? I just gave him the information so he can come up with the conclusion himself. I don't want to be that nagging girlfriend. I don't want to be the, um, the needy, clingy, uh, 
moving from anger and fear and implementing that into my conversation to keep him close because I might need validation. This has nothing to do with me needing validation. This has to enlighten him so he can see that there's a possibility that he might be suffering from the onset of diabetes. See how loving we can be, see how much we we can make our person feel loved when they're being challenged with life, with health issues. Don't nag them. Give them the sources. Share sources with them and allow them to come up with their own conclusions. So let me share with you how this turned out after I'd sent those screenshots and said goodnight to him. The next morning, he calls me. He doesn't call me because when a person's depressed, the one thing that they don't want to do is to have to put themselves out there and pretend like they're okay. I don't want to ask that of him. So I just said, you be here in the capacity that you know how to be here. And I'm here for you. If if it's just through texting right now, so be it. But he texted me yesterday morning. And he said, good morning. And he let me know that he had set up a doctor's appointment for for today. Now see... I didn't have to say, you need to do this. You need to do that. I think you're suffering from this. No, 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 no. Those are the wrong things to do. Give him the information he needs. If you know the symptoms and you think you know what they might be, go and get that scientific proof. Get it. And then just say something. I found something really interesting and I thought I should share it with you. This shows concern, see? It shows that you are interested and invested in their struggle. And you want to help them because you love them and care about them. It's our approach, see? Our approach can either push someone away further or it can bring them in and say, oh my gosh, this person's words align with their actions. This person really, truly loves me. So right now, with Philip, I'm leaning back to the power within me. I'm leaning back into my feminine energy. I'm going to use patience and understanding. It may be that I may not see him all week, But if he continues to communicate, which he has been throughout all of this, there was one beautiful thing he said. And we have both learned in two months' time how to be open and vulnerable with each other, to be genuine and authentic. He said to me, Linda, don't worry, okay? This is not about you. I'm just really concerned about the health issues that I'm having right now, and I want to get to the bottom of it, okay? I'm not going anywhere. And I, and I reassured him, I'm not going anywhere either. I am here with you in your struggle. 
Now that's being those set of crutches, see, that go under the armpits, that leans and props a person up so they can get around and get on with life. Be that crutch that they can lean on. Be that reassuring factor. Be that respectful person that gives them a safe space to be in without any conditions. Make your words align with your actions. Respect them. Respect them for the struggle they're going through. And just be open and vulnerable with them. Communicate constant love. And please be patient and understanding with them. Do not demand anything of them when they're already taxed mentally. This is about mental health awareness. This is about you making them feel loved when they're being challenged in life, in health. I know in marriages, when you get married, and I'm not married, no, I love the vows that a man and woman say to one another. I will be there in sickness and health. I will be there in every life struggle. And I will always embrace you with the power within me, with openness and vulnerability. I will be authentic and genuine for you. This is Linda signing out. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful day. Today is Thursday. I can't believe how fast this week has gone by. I am leaning into the power within me. It's all I can do. It's what I bring every day. And I want to teach you to bring that too. Because it's a beautiful place to be. It's peaceful. It's calming. It's quiet. And we all need to be there, especially in the atmosphere and the chaos of what's going on around us in this world. I love you guys. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming and listening to my podcast, to the Sense of Self podcast, personal development series. God bless you guys. Take care. Okay. Love you.